There is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. now we're recording <laughs> yeah hello everyone welcome to three beers in if you're looking for three beers in with eli valdez this is not that show but you might want to stick around we have a pretty good guest tonight we have davis tucker with north by northwest he'll be on later to talk to us about north by northwest's recent venture into the wide world of canning i'm ross and tonight we also have joel cutter hey and Tony. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good over here. <laughs> How about over there? All right, so the first beer we're trying is the Northern Light German-style Hellas. So, gentlemen, go ahead and crack your cans. Let's crack them. I feel like we've been drinking a lot of Hellas recently. We have not had any Hellas. I feel like I've been drinking a lot of Hellas <laughs> recently. <laughs> no, we have, plan- uh, we have plans to do... A Hellas. Uh, Cowboys from Hellas, from Independence. I like the bubbles in it. That's got some good gassy action right there. When I was pouring it, I got, you know, that classic beer smell to it, that aroma. It's actually got like a classic beer taste to it, too. It's you, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, I have like, not tasted it It's yet. like, well, it's funny you said the smell, but it's like, because it actually, it's like, whenever I think of like beer. like Yes. That is, that is beer. Yes, that is, that's that, most definitely beer. Oh man, there's no mistaking it. You're so right, Cutter. <laughs> so on the can it says, "Few things entrance, enchant, beguile, colors, flavors, flashes of brilliance set behind a great northern sky. Wonderlust leads up many paths. Admittance, glimpses find us wanting more. Half full, half empty. Point of view." German Mall's thoughts infused cascade. Jack and Meg would enjoy it. So this is also an interesting thing. Right below that, there's an icon for the Texas Craft Brewers Guild. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Davis is part of it. The craft... Uh... Well, yeah, his name is right next to it. Yeah. On there. But uh, what I was going to say is they have these... Oh, Whoop, there he is. Hey, this is Davis. Am I late on the call? Sorry about that. Oh, no, no. We wanted to get started early, so... We could actually try some of the beers first. That's why I'm maybe a little late calling. I'm, I had to catch up to the third one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, how, how much time do you have with us? Well, I'm pretty open. So how long do y'all usually run? Well, we record for a few hours and then we edit it down for <laughs> an hour or so. Yeah, we're good. I got a couple of beers set up, so I don't even have to head back to the fridge. And uh, Yeah, sweet. Uh, okay. any, you know, we, we can go as long, as long as we go. And most anybody who knows me, We'll say you'll probably have to shut him up. <laughs> Personally, I'm fine with that because everybody's heard us, but we just want to get you on here. <laughs> right, well, that can be dangerous. Sure. <laughs> oh, we we'll try to make it less dangerous for you. How's that? Right, dangerous right. is my middle name, <laughs> but I spell and pronounce it differently. So. so what are you drinking? Right now, I am actually drinking the Northern Light. No, so oh, are we. Hey, hey, yeah. That is what we cracked open first. Yeah, great minds. Yes, yes. Delicious. <laughs> that classic beer, really. 
is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually real representative of what got me into the business. It's uh, what what got me into the business was traveling around Germany. Uh, lucky enough to total my car senior year of college. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because I kept the money and hold ass in Europe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you don't so, need a car uh, in Europe. There you go. No, no, you don't. No, and actually, I was going to be working in D.C. after that, so I knew I wouldn't need one there because the public transport in the there Northeast is certainly further ahead than we'll ever get in Texas. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, but, that is um, true. And there's no stigma about it either. And it's getting, it's getting better here in Austin, but but uh, until we get a metro to the airport, we're we're wasting our time. Yeah, but, right, no, yeah. that is. Oh man, that would just be amazing. Yeah. Until the until the train runs downtown past midnight. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is all true, and and uh, we're we're in the city of Austin where we're progressive, except if you got a taxi lobby that's got a shit ton of money. Right. Did I say oh, that? That is, that is very true. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we're trying to take down the taxi lobby ourselves. So <laughs> taxi lobby, TABC and I don't, cottage I don't, laws, cottage laws. Yeah. Very anti cottage laws. There you go. I guess that leads us into a first question, how you got started brewing. Well, yeah. So no, I, uh, well now brewing, really actual brewing, brewing, mm-hmm. I home brewed in college and really wasn't that great. <laughs> at it, uh, and then did get a little better. And then uh, when I did get back from Europe, so what happened in between of that that car crash and and my return uh, to D and back moving back and moving to DC was I happened to be wandering through a, a town called Munich, oh. and happened to cross a place called the Englisher Garden. And there's this little, uh, actually a large outdoor pub there, and uh, uh, there's kind of a Chinese I don't know shaped tower there, and went through the line, got my uh, moss of, of beer and taste it was like holy crap and this was in 1984 so it was like holy crap this beer is way better than yeah. anything i oh, ever yeah. had i'd had um some english imports i mean back mm-hmm. and we're talking you know, I'm, uh, if you guys don't know i'm ancient um <laughs> no uh, i well we we've i think we've all looked looked you up at least it says, a little it says bit. on here you're the newbie on the can. <laughs> on the can. <laughs> on the can <laughs> yes that is that is what so it's newbie there. compared to that guy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Thompson, I actually, Thompson's what, 65 now, I think, or 64? He's probably going to shoot me if I'm a year or two. <laughs> too um, I got, well, so Thompson got started in 82 with Ryan Heiskabel Brewing in Plano. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a word to the why. Do not open a brewery in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where it's dry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody knows what the hell it is you're doing. I was Plano um, in a dry county? Yeah, Plano was a dry county in 1982. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The world has changed. Yes, uh, yes. I don't know. I think there's only some really small number of people who live in dry areas now in Texas. I think it's like 150,000 or something. Why would you want to? <laughs> there's so much craft well, beer out there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's you know that's the whole thing too. Don was the first craft brewer in the Southwest. He started oh. uh, back in '82, so nobody was doing it. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was ahead of the game uh, in '87. Uh, when we started Pecan Street Lager, but mm-hmm. I came back and, and you know found a beer. When I, when I moved, came back and moved to DC, uh, I was like, man, I gotta, you know, there's gotta be some good beer. And I, f- I found some German beers, but everything's oxidized as hell by the time it gets here right. from Europe. Yeah, especially and especially back then because nobody knew what the hell an imported beer was. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little bit of stuff. I mean, I think, I think, and, and it eventually became the big selling beer in Austin too. I think sort of the most adventurous beer I found in DC on draft anywhere was Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm you know, and so you had to go to the liquor store to get German beer. Uh, and it was actually, it was the, what you mostly got then was 
actually being sold in those returnable bottles that they sold it in Germany in, and they were just shipping it over here. Oh, right. The ones with the uh, the cap that, that flips off, right? Well, yeah. So there's those, and then, and then there's just the ones that are their they're pry-offs, but they've got the, you know, there's, the bottles were so old from being mm-hmm. reused that they didn't see this white band around oh, the top. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> clink against each other going through the uh, the cleaning line and the bottling line right. and all that. But, um, so yeah, so, um, literally by happenstance, I was talking to a buddy, my old college roommate actually had moved to the city, to New York city and said, uh, that he had come across a beer called new Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so what's it like? And he goes, well, it's, dude, it's really, it's really good. It tastes like, you know, he, he had lived a, uh, a semester in, in uh, England and gone to school over there. And he said, it's much more like the beers I've had, you know, when he was, when he was over there. And so I said, I gotta try this stuff. And so I actually went up and visited him for a weekend in the city. And we went out and had this beer. It was phenomenal. And uh, it was very much like what I actually ended up brewing when I brewed Pecan Street Lager. It was mm-hmm. an amber lager. Back then, doing an amber lager, using all noble hops. Um, right. You know, uh, something that actually had, you know, all malt, mm-hmm. full-bodied, full-bodied comparatively speaking. Right. Was, you know, people didn't know what kind the of hell it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't what your typical beers are. like In the, America, like the, yeah. your American beers. Not, yeah. No, well, you got a bigger Budweiser. So, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, Pilsner's back yeah. back in the day, I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, I think the biggest selling beer at that point was probably, I got to say, it was Bud, mm-hmm. maybe still Bud, but probably was moving on to Bud Light at that point even. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you had, yeah, and especially when I moved back to Texas. So I, long story short on how I got started, I, I, I told you I could freaking ramble. <laughs> no, don't worry, yeah. Yeah, uh, I knew, I mean, I said, shit, you know, so this guy's doing this. I, I can do this. I want to do this, you know, right. and, and, and commercially. And so why not? And he was actually sort of the precursor to Sam Adams. So he was actually contract brewing oh, wow. at, uh, and I'm trying to remember the, the brewery he contracted with. Doesn't, doesn't particularly matter. But, but anyway, so, but he had gone to the effort to try and build a brewery in New York City because mm-hmm. he felt like that's, you know, was sort of the, you know, the, the essence of what craft should be. And I, right. I agreed with him, but he also... And especially in New York City, you have the thirty uh, percent add-on tax from oh, wow. Guido. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you know, it's like, hey, you know, my buddy is the contract. I want to. Uh, he's he's, he's got to be able to hit us, uh, <laughs> take, <laughs> take his cut. You know, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, uh, I get it. So, but that literally, that literally uh, just cost him so much extra yeah. uh, that it ended up being. He, I think he stayed in business in the brewery for about a year, mm-hmm. and they shut it down. And so I, I had been, I actually had gone over to the brewery and visited and uh, met a guy named Andy Bernadette. Uh, who I ended up uh, talking with after they shut down. And he and I got together and put together Pecan Street Lager because I wanted somebody with more commercial experience, obviously, than what I had. Mm-hmm. And so, and at the same time, I went down and talked to our friends at Shiner, who at the time was a guy named George Corkmus. He and a buddy from Houston owned Shiner back in the right. day. And they frankly needed needed the money of a contract brew. Okay. And so we went over to them and said, hey, you know, we'd, we'd like to, to do this and showed them the formula and et cetera. And Worked out a price, and then the the tough part was if you've been to Shiner and, and met the met the folks, they're great people down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they are. But it it takes a little while to to get in. You're right. right. No, that makes sense. It's a very very close culture there. I mean, that old Czech community again, great great guys, but but getting them so, to sort of trust what we want to do because it was different than what they were doing for sure at Shiner at the time, and um, even to the point of we knew. Like on the mash tun, we knew the rakes could be raised off the bottom of the bed when they're, right. you know, they're stirring the mash. We knew from looking at the equipment, it could be done, but it was like, hey, you know, we asked the question, can this, you know, can, can we raise the rakes about six inches? Well, we've never done it that way. <laughs> and 
Uh, and then we got that answer a lot. And yeah, so why, said, why change it? We've we, never done it. Yeah. Can we try? Can we try? You know, and so, yeah, sure. And so eventually, you know, we got it done, you know, the way we wanted it. Uh, and, and I spent uh, every day when we would brew, I'd go down there. I'd drive down uh, about two, three in the morning and we'd start brewing about uh, 4 35 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning. And uh, I'd be down there the whole brew day. And then once we got it moved into the cellar, I'd head back to Austin. And then would go back for for packaging. Right. And once we were packaged, I would literally drive forklift onto the back of the U-Haul, biggest U-Haul truck I could find, and uh, <laughs> load me up. And I would literally white knuckle it all the way back to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've ever if you've ever driven a, a, a U-Haul truck that's twice the weight it should be, it's, yeah. a, it's, like, oh. it's an exciting adventure in, in automobileness. Yeah. Once you um, get it up to this up to speed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you hit that first curve. Yeah, like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> a little. Uh, uh, there goes the load. A little, yeah. little, little interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, and and what's really crazy is, and maybe you guys have done this too. It's like if I'm taking, if I'm, if the curve's going out to the left, I'm actually leaning to the right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just a little bit away. Yeah, yeah, just out. just yeah. offset it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait this yeah. truck down. Just, yeah. Yeah. I've got this. But yeah, so that. So that's honestly how I got started. That was back in 87 that we started Broom Pecan Street. And uh, we hit the market on April 7th of 87, which was one day before my wow. 25th birthday. Um, so that was cool. And I also had my very first experience with the TABC two days later. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was because I, I didn't know. you know, And it's it, the There's things you learn laws? because you don't yeah. know. <laughs> We had we had put out some advertising that we were having a kickoff event at Maggie Mays. Right. And okay. Yeah. That's 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 still illegal today. Now, which so, part of it is uh, illegal? We, Just that you're advertising an alcohol event? Uh, uh yeah, that, that we're we're benefiting the phrase is benefiting mm, a retailer. Gotcha. Uh, and because yeah. we were in the production side, yes, they were uh, they're a retailer, and so you used to I mean way in that time too. Uh, and, and golly, probably until maybe even 15 years ago, you couldn't put on your website where your beers were sold in Texas. Really? That's true. yeah. It's just wow. stupid, is what it is. But yeah. it's just, you know, well, we, but they, because we're benefiting the retailer. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've, just, well, we've discussed with a few uh, few people the word that keeps coming up is archaic. Yes. Yes. yes archaic would be right. But, but it's, you know, don't blame the TABC. They're just, they are, well, you can blame them a little. But, but, <laughs> they're just enforcing but you really it. They're enforcing it. Right. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. It's, they're it enforcing it, and they have a lot of leeway in how they enforce things. Mm-hmm. Right, so. right. Uh, and they choose to do things like crowler grabs and stuff like that. Oh, you know, that's when, yeah. what, what the hell are you thinking? But yeah, exactly. That's, that's for, you know, to, to be pointed out in the press. But, yeah. um, Which now but, I think there's uh, a, there's a petition with the craft pack changing the laws. Beer sales. Yes. Right? Yes. To go beer sales. Yeah. 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 In fact, I saw that two days ago, I guess. And I have not, I've got to get on and, and sign up because obviously being in the craft beer industry this long, that's, I fought for the stuff that we've got now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we were the first. So Don Thompson's wife and I were the first ones to introduce a bill to allow brew pubs in Texas again right, back right. in '87, and um, so and then Billy Forrester finally got it done. Uh, when honestly, I had I'd given up. We were going to go a different route. We were going to go with a microbrewery, right? Uh, and have a pub next door, and you know, glass wall, etc. But that ended up uh, becoming Copper Tank, which was uh, I was head of brewery operations at Copper Tank uh, and part, uh, second major partner there. So that right. was sort of my next step in the in the business. And I really thought that brew pubs is the way the, the craft beer world would go because you've got not only the support of your, you know, you're selling your beer, but you're making food. And, and that's right. you know why 
copper tank shortly thereafter. My guys, my partners just didn't really understand the food business store today. Yeah. I'm interested in learning about it. And so well, people are going to be drinking They're They're going to want, they're going to get hungry too. Right. So. Right. Right. Well, you know, but it's, it's been interesting. I, I will jump way ahead for a second. Oh, it's okay. been very, and since we've gone out in cans mm-hmm. and on draft, uh, through Brown, our distributor, mm-hmm. uh, we've gotten a little bit, not a bunch, but a little bit of resistance from some other restaurants who say, well, you're, you're the restaurant, right? Right. Oh, that well, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's well, it, it, uh, it does and it does. I remember when I moved to Austin in 2010, you guys were, we, you had a petition going around saying we want to be able to sell our beer elsewhere. But there, right. I think it was something similar to the cottage laws or something like that. Yeah. That you I, guys, I think since I've been in Austin, like they were trying, to shut, they were trying yeah. to shut the brew pubs or something, something similar to like, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember, uh, like yeah, I'll I'll sign it right now. Like yeah. I, I want to see your beer elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that was probably that. That was 2010. That would have been the same thing. This similar deal to this petition that's going around now, yeah. uh, trying to get breweries to be able to sell because yeah, brew pubs were legal, but but we couldn't sell our beer anywhere else but the brew pub. Right. So it was just right. the opposite. So you that may have been that may have been what was going on because finally in 13, I guess it was between the 11 and the 13 sessions, there was enough uh, momentum and really uh, I'm trying to remember what the but the real reason for us getting all the change was because it was it was a it was a political reason. It wasn't that we had any muscle because we still right. don't compare <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the distributors. I was in a meeting, our kickoff meeting for the cans with Brown just yesterday, and mm-hmm. I said, as Lori Brown is sitting in the back of the room, and she and I are friends. You know, her politics are her politics, right? Um, and and I said, you know, we're. I said, Lori and I would could talk politics for a hot, hot second because we'd immediately disagree, but <laughs> but we're also partners in this business now, right? Uh, yeah, and that's true, but it's it's you know that's what I was gonna say about the wholesaler. It's not the TABC with the laws, right? It's the wholesalers that control the legislature yeah. still. Yeah. Um. I mean, you just have to look at the donations, right? I mean, no, look, exactly. Right? Where's the, the money fun. coming from? Yeah. Follow the money. Yeah, exactly. Follow the money. Yeah. And uh, so you know, but this this pushback that we've gotten on the on the from the other restaurants. I mean, we're us putting our cans in other restaurants or our draft in other restaurants. I mean, when you guys go to Josh Harris place, you go over to Hops and Grain, mm-hmm. and there's a food truck. Are you going to leave Hops and Grain to go eat, or are you going to eat at that food truck? <laughs> no, of course not. The food truck's right there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we now say we now say. North by Northwest is a brewery with its food truck attached. There you go. <laughs> An indoor so food truck, if you will. Yeah. Just a, a way to get around it. Yeah. We're set up. Yeah. It's just, and it's actually when we say it jokingly and nicely, and, and we're totally okay. It's interesting. Um, uh, one of the uh, groups, uh, Hop Dottie, is, is adamantly against carrying North by beers. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. And it's it's exactly, they, they somehow another the same thing. competition. Yeah. They don't want to advertise right. their competition, but it's like, well, I mean, Maybe, maybe once in a while, somebody who's thinking about going to Hop Dotty gets a wild hair and goes, ah, you know, what's like go to North by instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, that just happens anyway without. Just, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And if, if, if you're, if you're going down the road, you're saying, hey, let's go to North by, you probably weren't going to go to Hop Dotty that night. No, anyway. yeah. If yeah. you're going to Hop Dotty, you probably weren't going to go to North by that. Probably night. not. Yeah. So it's, a, I think it, but over time, I mean, you look at places like Portland, all this you know, everybody's beers everywhere. Yeah. Um, and nobody, nobody. So over time, I think it'll, it'll calm down. You know, the guys that own hop Dottie and a couple of the other places that are, that are sort of the anti, uh, brew pub selling their beer are in a, an older generation. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I can say that cause I'm in that generation too, <laughs> but 
but so I think as time goes on, you'll see less and less resistance. And we, right. it's been very, I do have to say that, but it's been interesting. And so we did come up with that idea of uh, the phrase of, well, we're just a, you know, a brewery with our, our food truck attached. Cause right. that's so, but, um, and then, you know, if we winding back to the, 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 the TABC, I think those guys get lobbied harder. And I, I do hope, I do hope that with all the, problems they cause themselves with their little trips to Hawaii and things mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that uh, it would you guys know some of that do you know that they were paying themselves hazard pay because they were flying I was unaware of that no. <laughs> I, yeah. I, did, I did not know yeah. that no <laughs> yeah they, they, they so I don't, I don't know what how much more hazard pay is than regular pay for working at the TABC but because they were flying to their meeting in Hawaii there was clearly the danger of crashing so they paid themselves hazard pay during that time. But those people now, those people are no longer with the TABC, which you might guess after something like that yeah, uh, came yeah. came out. That's but quite so a risk. The new, <laughs> yeah. The new regime. Yeah. Yeah. Fly, I, fly I think the Hawaii. new regime will, uh, will, will be a little different. And, and, and there are some good people there too. Uh, and, and they, you know, they are, I do believe a lot of them are trying to do the best job they can. Well, I don't, I don't know about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them. Right. Right. And I, I, I probably just covered, basically everything we we're going to talk about. So uh, you, <laughs> you covered quite a bit. Uh, you, you might've touched on this a little bit, but what led to starting North by Northwest? Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I really, you know, the, the sort of the falling out with my partners and it wasn't even a real falling out. Mm-hmm. It was just, I wanted to do things differently. And, you know, they were very much in the bar business mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. They actually had run and owned Shakespeare's pub, which I think oh. still is down there. They, yeah. They don't have it anymore. So they were they were from that side of the business. So you can kind of get an idea of where their mindset was. And I was much, you know, I was into the craft beer side of things. And I was into the, you know, educating people about beer. And, right. You know, they were about, you know, buttery nipple shots. And, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. So a whole whole different different thing altogether. And I mean, I literally said to myself, you know, in, 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 in my old brain, well, what is old then? But that, you know, when we open, when first chance I can get out here, I am right. the hell out of Dodge. Okay. Uh, just because I could see it. It was just, I knew we were going to be at loggerheads all the time on mm-hmm. how to do things. And so I just, I sort of just stepped back and said, okay, we're going to brew the best beer we can possibly brew. Uh, we did get them to acquiesce. I've, I've, you know, at North by, we've never brewed anybody else's or served anybody else's, but the right. beer we brew, sometimes we get some grief for that. You know, why don't we do guest beers? We, we have been doing some collaborations we will be selling the collabs because it's a collaboration right yeah, right you, you guys you guys but, worked on it you might as well sell it right 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 so that's something that we'll we'll be doing in the in the near future but when i decided to move on it was um not made easier by my partners they decided to sue me for uh oh uh, yeah they they wanted me to uh they said they'd let me they'd let me move on and you know buy my shares out mm-hmm. uh if i would not make any beers that were similar to theirs well that <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, and, sticky, and they wanted to define yeah. similar at any given yeah, moment. Exactly. Right. Like, what, 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 what makes it similar? Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't make an IPA, an amber, a porter. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and now this is how how long ago we were doing that. Yeah. Uh, there was an article. I think it was ninety. I think it's the cover of the ninety-seven new one of the ninety-seven new brewers mm-hmm. says the new trend in craft IPA. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So we're uh, not sure if it's going to take off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was kind of, they did talk about that a little bit, you know, about what, it, what the, you know, what the ramifications might be was, this, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of the new, the new wave and where it's going. And, 
Um, right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's very interesting, obviously, to to see where things have gone now. I mean, we've blown so far past that. It's oh, yeah. it's you know light speed. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I I knew I wanted to to move uh, on to do my own deal, and uh, finally uh, took took my opportunity. And we we worked out the lawsuit thing, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was I did not have any trouble though walking back into Copper Tank after they closed down a couple of three years later and uh, buying the uh, copper tank equipment for a dime on the dollar. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I didn't realize that tank was actually like a usable tank. Like you guys were actually storing stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I was reading that. And yeah, I didn't know that before that either. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. No, no, that, um, there may be, who knows, maybe I have an urban myth going. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, no, no, in front of Stone Lake, the, the silo out front of Stone Lake is, now that came, the, the tanks that came from Copper Tank mm-hmm. are actually what are inside north by oh okay i was getting confused yeah yeah. so they came out of north by south i mean that they ended up at north by south so if you walk in the brew house and all the uh i shouldn't say all the aging tanks upstairs uh the six serving tanks in the in the in the cold room Mm -hmm. those all came from from the tank um the the, now the silo out front is an operating silo at at, uh, stone lake right but it it actually came from oh gosh a group out of colorado that came into the state and didn't last Mm because they tried to sell colorado craft style beer (laughs) (laughs) we're texans here here. yeah Yeah, well and and in the early 90s that wasn't gonna happen right right it just wasn't i mean everything was hoppy compared to what people were used to here oh right the brown ale was you know, it wasn't hoppy. You or I would go, mm-hmm. that's not hoppy. Mm-hmm. But back then, you know, you have to realize that. And then when I started started drinking craft, Sierra Nevada, even to me, it was like, whoa, that's right. some hoppy beer. Okay. Way, uh, way out there, yeah. But, but it's delicious hoppy beer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's just not comparatively as hoppy as other things are. But yeah, so no, that came from, um, oh, dang. what was the, they, they had one in Houston. They had one in Dallas. Uh, and they still they still operate in the, in the Denver area, um, and I'll it'll, it'll it'll come in in back into my brain in a minute. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so they had these two silos. Uh, one's out on the corner as a sign at North by North, and right. the other one's actually an operating salt. It's sort of our interim silo. So we because of the volume we started doing, we had to get a really large silo mm-hmm. uh, and tucked it back in the corner, and then we feed that other silo from there, um, and uh, and then auger it up to the to the mill up on the top floor. But when I was negotiating with these guys about the serving tanks, I also wanted the silos. Right. Yeah, I okay. Yeah. I could definitely use the silos because I knew I wanted one as a as a as a sign. Yeah. And so the guys going, well, you know, look, I'll make you a better deal on the tanks if you'll just take those damn silos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be more trouble to just to get rid of them. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was going to be. like, we, you know, I guess he just hadn't had anybody at that time interested. Yeah. And so, uh, so I was like, uh, okay, sure. That I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I can, I can take them off your hands. Yeah. Oh, 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 darn. Yeah. You give me a better deal. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. uh, it is uh, a really cool sign. Kind of, uh, you see it and then you know what it, you know, Oh, Hey, that's North by Northwest. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've up, updated our logo a little bit mm-hmm. in, the, in the, what, about four years ago, I guess we had did a little bit of a logo update and we're really trending now. And just because we were talking about before, I really thought the world would go the brew pub direction. And it's really gone just the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And I've always asked guys, well, why don't, you know, why aren't you, you know, putting in a small kitchen and doing some stuff? Mm-hmm. And 
And they're like, well, we don't know anything about the food business. Like, right. well, there's a zillion, but there's a zillion people who do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Right. Also, we've talked with other brewers and they, what we gather is a lot of brewers also enjoy cooking because it's, you know, it's recipes and it's putting things together and making something delicious in the end. So I would think that would just go hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. But it's, but it's interesting. It, it really has not been that at all. And mm. I don't, again, don't, don't really know why that happened in that way in Texas, but as a result of that, you know, we've had to kind of modify our approach to the market, I guess Mm -hmm. the best way to say it. Right. And so we are now, uh, we'll start on Sundays. This will probably start here in about a month, but on Sundays we'll be doing, we have a, a a covered patio area at Mm -hmm. the North store. And so we'll be doing just sort of, you know, open seating, you get your beer at the bar and we'll run some specials. It's you know, basically be called Sunday in the beer garden at, at North oh, by. Cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll run some beer specials and if you want food, you can get it, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll go up to the bar in order. They'll ring it in and somebody will bring it in. You know, you'll have a little number and they'll bring it out. So it's a much more casual right. setting. And I decided to do this after uh, uh, I have a, a, believe it or not at my age, my first child is a 22 month old daughter. Oh. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. This is a blast, but our nanny loves North by and she and her boyfriend go there all the time, but she says, you know, but, and, but they also, they live over on the, a little, on the, on the other side of the highway from North by over right. amongst, you know, the Celluses and the ABWS. <laughs> right, and those right, right. Yeah. And so she said, you know, in the brewery district, North by, <laughs> I feel like I have to get something to eat. And it's like, well, you know, what do you mean? She goes, well, you have duck on the menu. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. But so she said, well, you know, I just, at the breweries, we can just go and get a beer. And if we want to get something to eat, we get it from the food truck and no big deal. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I see. And so that kind of inspired this idea of, well, let's have something that could be a little more, feel a little bit more casual. And yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That's and if really... you don't have to, you can sit out there and drink beer all afternoon and not get a bite of food if you want. That's interesting. Again, I look forward to the rotisserie chicken whenever yeah. I go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there you go. And you, and you can do that too. So you can sit out there in the beer garden and, and, and just, you know, order a rotisserie chicken from the guy. Someone will bring it out to you and you can eat it and, and, and the goal is just to, you know, uh, give ourselves a little bit of a feel of more like what you can get uh-huh. at the breweries. Because I personally love going to Chip's Place, going out to Live Oak. Yeah, you guys we, were, yeah. we were just out there a couple of weeks ago. We actually recorded okay. an, an episode out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we so, loved it. It was it was great. That acreage yeah. is so pretty. And so that's the kind of thing, you know, uh, that I enjoy. So I know other people enjoy it. But even just yeah. the casualness of hanging out on the afternoon at the brewery. I think literally, you know, people like sitting around the equipment or seeing the equipment. Oh, yeah. You know, now, yeah. At Chip's place, it's a different. It's much more of a German beer garden experience. Right, yeah. At other places. You're not allowed you're, in there, in the brewery there. Yeah. Right, right. You yeah, can look at, at the place, like you at ADW, you're looking right <laughs> at the stuff. You know, yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, so that's something that we've, we've decided to do. That's also, I know, right. you know, the, the can decision was somewhat based on that ability for the brewers to be able to sell pints across the bar. Right. Well, the laws changed to allow me to sell beers to a distributor who can then sell to you guys at the store. Right. And so it was like, all right, I need. I decided really when the law changed, we're going to do that. I just don't know when. Right. It just makes more sense because you can get your yeah. beer out to a lot more people. And then you also hope those little cans, those little billboards in the store bring people into the establishment. Yeah, exactly. The restaurant. Yeah. And I had meant to start off by asking a question that was asked of me at a, at an event a couple of years ago. And it was, what would be my deathbed beer? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Have you guys, have y'all ever thought, have you ever had that question asked of you? No. no. I, I like it though. Yeah. Might, might so, have so to start asking him, everybody. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
So go around, go around the table where you guys are there and, and let's hear what your deathbed beers are. I know I got mine. Uh, I really love Innocent Gun. Yeah. Like that um, barrel aged, the uh, that bourbon barrel aged mm-hmm. is, that's the one I want to drink going out. Yeah. I'm not aware of that. Who is that by? Oh, Innocent Gun. Gun. They're out of Scotland. Scotland. Right. Yeah. yeah. I only oh, saw okay. them recently cropping up in some of the stores and I was just blown away. Like Cutter said he saw it and I was like, I have to have that again because I'd only had it on draft before, mm-hmm. never in a can or in bottle. Can. From from Scotland. From yes, Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who's bringing That's crazy. Who's the, do you guys even know who the distributor is in town? I believe it. I want to say brown but i don't actually know that no no i think i'd know about it i know most about all their stuff but it's one of the big guys where, where I, really, I know that much now, now i want to go try it um uh but uh, i would recommend the bourbon barrel not the rum barrel oh. <laughs> so i got both of them just to try yeah, yeah the rum doesn't hold up as much i like the original best, <laughs> yeah the really. original i'm sorry I guess I am mis- misspeaking. The original them, right? was my favorite. Okay. The bourbon was great, and then the rum was eh. yeah. forgettable. Oh, Ross, too bad. Ross, what's yours? Um, I always hate when I pull this out because it's not, you know, it's distributed, made it's by... Fine. fine, whatever. Made by uh, Molson Coors now, uh, <laughs> but Killian's Irish Red. Oh, I cool. Think, I uh, think that's, that's probably... Yeah, so nice, nice, drinkable. You want to drink a bunch of beer before you... This red yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a bunch of them before you get to that. <laughs> yeah. Ross has basically said he wants to live a long life. There you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. That's two for Killian's mm-hmm. Irish Red. Oh, yeah? Um. So granted, I've only had it once in my life, though, so I was really, really drunk. Oh, okay. And it, it was... I hadn't had an Irish Red before, and I really liked it. Well, tonight we're um, going to have another Irish Reds. Yeah, really yeah. I have to say, you guys got to check this, this out. Is, yeah. This is delicious. Cutter and I we have may... already cracked into the Red Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can have some deathbed converts here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm. I love the name yeah. of the Red Zeppelin. It still cracks me up every yep. time I see it. And that, that was one of my questions. Where, where do you come up with your names? I mean, who comes well, up with it? So it's it's interesting. The, um, the Red Zeppelin, uh, which we were totally blown away was even available right yeah but yeah well so we started brewing it we our original brew on that was man i think we maybe eight or even nine years ago and so the name you know the brew records and all that stuff but but when we went to when we went for a trademark there wasn't there wasn't an issue so the the red zeppelin actually was named by kevin uh rourke who's our uh head brewer at, at north by northwest uh, one and he and i are both big zeppelin fans you know people debate you know the beatles the stones it's like wait 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 zeppelin's um, in the mix there you go yeah yeah and so i really i you know of all those of those three because i think zeppelin broke on through to a, a whole other type of music you know if you you kind of go wow when you hear Jimi hendrix for the first time and it's a you realize that guy was so far ahead uh and with oh, yeah. zeppelin you know zeppelin's zeppelin's had a a few uh issues with people saying oh they just ripped off some old blues guys. yeah exactly yeah thieves but yeah. they ripped them off in such a phenomenal way yeah, oh yeah you know? <laughs> of course so it's it's not you know the riff they took the riff and they, you know, maybe yeah maybe the base of it was there but they took it and performed it and, and bent it in such a way that it was so different than anything else that to me in a way that had been done and so you know obviously doing a red it was like you know red zeppelin i think just kind of came immediately to mind to him and once we realized it was available, it was like do it, you know, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna snag that. It's a, it's and, amazing. Um, it's amazing how those ISDs just come around, across, like just Irish red, red Zeppelin. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And people can uh, hate on Zeppelin bread. all they want, but Stairway comes on and oh, yeah. you've got everybody yeah, in the room. Everybody just yeah. shuts up and turns up the tunes. Yeah. Just shut yeah. up and turn up the tunes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have read any of the stories on the cans, but uh, there's some musical. Oh, yeah. We were we were reading the uh, Northern Light earlier and we weren't sure what, what it was referencing. Yeah. You said uh, Jack and Meg would enjoy it. Was that a White Stripes reference? Yeah, they did. A, uh, nice. That's exactly right. They did a tour called the Northern Lights. Uh, I think it's called the Great Northern Lights oh. uh, Tour. So and I like White Stripes. And actually, that the inspiration uh, for some of that. Uh, was from a actually a girl who worked at Brown Distributing for a little while. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was, I we knew we were going to can in the Northern Light, and I always knew on all our stuff that we can there will be musical references because mm-hmm. I've just been a music geek since right. I was a kid. So she and I were talking about that, and so then I went. It's a documentary, so then I went and watched the documentary, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. I, yeah. I like this. And so if you read all the stuff that's written there, I came up with out of my you know. Out of my just out of my head. I thought, you know, after I wrote all that down, I thought, eh, you know, Jack and Meg would like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would hope so. so yeah. I hopefully yeah. more people. It's like, cause I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, the Northern yeah. Light was fantastic. Yeah. So great. Cool. Yeah. And then, well, of course, for, Red uh, Zeppelin, you referenced Over the Hills, of course. Oh, there's, there's actually, I, I, I need to count them up so I can keep track, but there's at least five or six different song titles. So if you read through it, I, I'll point right. You can read the, read the Red Zeppelin story and I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Over the Hills. And far away, you feel the hum of Red Zepp malt focus. Or the hills is one, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Bring It On Home. Bring on It a, On Home is a, is a song. Right. Uh, from Led Zeppelin 2. Yep. On a misty cloud of golden hops. So misty mountain hop. Right. Yeah. yeah. Caramel and toffee notes round out her roasted character. Love her yet? Your time's going to come. That's a total ripoff of the title song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, perfect in the evening, perfect anytime. Ramble on, sirs. P. Ramble on. In the yeah. evening is the album, as uh, the song from, um, oh, in through the outdoor. Can I put it on? Rather you did. Zeb sold out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't and, say uh, I've listened to In Through the Outdoor much. In Through the Outdoor, I, I believe their last great album, but the um, and then the Ramble on obviously is a song. Ramble, you know, on. Ramble yeah. on, yeah, and that. The Sirs P reference is that they were knighted by the Queen, both oh. uh, Page and Plant. Right. Page yeah. Plant. Okay. So that's, that's if she gets in trouble, has... they they have to defend her. <laughs> <laughs> they have to take get their swords. And... Robert Plant's gonna have to hop on a plane. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So yeah, and that's and I just had a lot of fun, you know, putting that together because obviously, you know, I've I've always loved Zeppelin. I played yeah. in bands from all the way from junior high through college, and always managed to to, to get some Zeppelin in, into the mix. Mm-hmm. What'd you play? And, um, I played bass and sang. Nice. There you go. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And well, I th- I think personally that it's good when a brewer has fun brewing their beers and has fun with their beers because it kind of you can tr- kind of translate into what you're drinking. So I I just think when when somebody enjoys brewing what they're brewing, then you're gonna enjoy drinking it more. Right. Yeah. Stories tell right story it. tells things. Right, yeah, it's like it's it's always fun. Yeah, and I hope it's. I was uh, on an airplane. Uh, this was shoot. I, I've been I've been in the process of designing these can labels for two years. Oh, and, so, you, um, so you've designed the the labels? Oh, well, or... I say that. I'm working on the design with Matt Thompson. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I wish I could draw. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Stick no, figures. I'm um, real good. There at. you go. Yeah. So no, uh, sturdy manufacturing. Matt Thompson, great okay. graphic designer. If anybody's looking for somebody, um, they do look great. The, the all the cans. Yeah. 
I, I really no, like the style. No, he did a really phenomenal job of, you know, we would just talk and he'd say, well, let me, let me, let me throw something together. Let me see what you mm-hmm. think. And of all those designs, I mean, it was like first shot out the gate. Yeah. I think the only one we changed the, the most, probably the zombie head and the way it was oh, yeah. turned and, but, but we didn't change it that much. I mean, what's on the can now was probably 80% there. Mm-hmm. The first, first shot out the gate that he came to be. And so I would, you know, we did little minor changes. We wanted to make sure, you know, you always want to make sure your logo's large enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, uh Steve who's our, our sales guy. He, he said, Hey, did you plan for the logo to sit like right above the top edge of a koozie when you put it in a koozie? <laughs> that was like, that Oh yeah. Amazing. I, I totally was, did that on purpose. 100% <laughs> yeah, I had, I had my measuring tape out. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, so no, it just happened that way. But, um, uh, but no, Matt, Matt did a phenomenal job. And then if you look on the government warnings on each can, there's a little additional warning. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was reading that earlier. And um, we just, uh, yeah, it's that's sort of our little poke fun at the, the government <laughs> for saying, really? You know, it's like, you know, this is something that, that oh, you got to tell me I shouldn't do. Yeah. But, but it has been. I mean, you know, the label design's been a, been a blast. But yeah, it's been a long time coming. To, but that story thing, I, I was sitting next to this girl on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And I showed her one of the labels and I, she read the story. And actually, this is a story. For, oh, this was the story for Porch Time Pills, which we haven't haven't come out with yet. But right. and it's called Porch Time 101 and goes on and just talks about, you know, gathering your friends, cracking open the beer, you know, I'm not actually pouring the beer and, you know, uh, relaxing and yada, yada, yada. And then and the last line is uh, uh, rinse and repeat. And um, oh, but it's just it's just she said when she saw it, she was if I saw that on a can, I would, you know, tweet that out. This was back before. Um, oh man, I'm 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 old and tired. What's the name of that thing with the with the with the with the pictures that everybody uses? Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Yes. Followed <laughs> you guys on tonight, by the way. So yeah. So before Instagram, she said I would definitely tweet this story out to mm-hmm. to friends and, and and folks. And that's that's what I hope happens with the little things on the label is that people do, you know, take the time. Uh, and if pot ever gets legalized in Texas, it'll help. Um, <laughs> to, to read Happy 420. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, and, and have fun. You know, they, if they read it and they find something funny or if they, you know, they'll tell their friends about it or they even call us or write us a, you know, a text or whatever, shoot us an email or, or, you know, say, Hey, what's, what's, what's this about? What are you, what are you talking about here? Or, and that's, that was one of my goals was like you guys were saying, if you're having fun, you know, it's half the battle. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So with the focus on Zeppelin for this particular one that we're drinking, do you know if Robert Plant has had it? Because he's in Austin. <laughs> you know, I, I do not. He used to live in Austin. I don't know if he's still here. I know um, he definitely comes back a lot. Yeah. Well, so I hope I hope he, he somehow another way. I, I, I would imagine that he's still got a publicist or an agent or something yeah. that we could probably track down and get him a case of the of the beer just to just to make sure and um that would i would, I would be very interested to to hear his opinion on it being that <laughs> you know it's well, it would be a style more akin to what he was used to having honestly right. when he was younger in england this is the kind of beer he'd have been drinking right uh, at, now the stuff he'd have been drinking would have been much flatter carbonation wise right, right uh uh, and a little bit of history on the, the, the first canning run we did is that uh, we were having some trouble. We thought the CO2 level was higher mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And so, but the, I was tasting going, this is freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and then, but, but Don goes, I, 
I think the CO2 is a little low. So we got out our tester and tested, and sure enough, it was it was quite a bit low. Yeah. You normally want to get slightly technical. You want to run about 2.5 on your CO2 uh, carbonation mm-hmm. content. And so this was at 2.09. Oh, wow. And it was freaking delicious. Um, <laughs> I'll take the first run. That lower carbonation lets you feel the maltiness and yeah. taste the maltiness mm-hmm. more rather than getting that, that buzz of the, of the carbonation. And so I, I honestly can say this and I've said it numerous times about the red Zeppelin is the warmer it gets, the more I like it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And, well, I, I'll so, say that about I mean, most beers, actually, just uh, just me personally. But yeah, yeah, it, well, it opens up the flavor of I don't know about every beer, but but maybe more the maltier ones, the heavier ones. Yeah. Well, and even even really even any uh, well any well crafted, but any beer that's you know all malt. Mm-hmm. If you start getting in uh, to you know like your Coors Lights and Coors Regular <laughs> and you know, Bud Miller, um, and I'm not Banquet I'm not beer. I'm not running those beers down because uh-huh. they they appeal to a crowd and they are what they are and they're massively right. consistent. Yeah. Um, but as they warm up, you get that you know that corn starts to be prominent in the flavor. Right. Yeah. And it's just not a, it's not a real pleasant flavor when it warms up. Yeah, because they, so, yeah, the adjunct to, to save money, they put in all the corn. That's right. Right. Well, that and that, if you don't know the, the story, how that, that was all due to World War Two. You know, all the grain was being used to make make uh, uh, food for the troops. Right. Yeah. And that makes so, sense. The, so the beer guys left are going with corn. Crap. Right. <laughs> what can something. we use instead? Yeah. What's good fermentable material? Let's use corn. And then they realized, oh, we're selling more beer. And there you go. Yeah. Hey. And so, wait, it's cheaper? We're selling more? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. just keep it going. Yeah, just, keep just keep it going. going. Yeah. That makes well, sense. That's, that's why craft beer has been the best friend to, to, to Bud they've ever had. I mean, they can, they all, even though all their, their sales are down mm-hmm. overall for all the guys, you know, all the major domestics, their right, sales right, are down. Yeah. But guess what's up? Profits. Yes. <laughs> because because all they have to do is stay just a little bit lower than craft pricing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, right. and people they, still buy they it. Can do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what they did. That's what they've done. And I mean, you know, the, the their cost has not risen, you know, nearly at the rate they've been able to increase their prices. Right, yeah. It's been it's been good for their shareholders for sure. Right. Although I but, I I myself would pay more for for a local beer, for a craft beer. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, and I I agree. I I totally agree with that. I mean, I'm I am sort of one of these people that's, uh, a, if you want to say, part of the hypercraft or the hyper local movement, where it's, I really, I, well, I, and I, I've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. It would never happen, but I used to jokingly say it should be illegal to sell beer outside of the county it's brewed in. <laughs> yeah. um, it's interesting. That would be, be, yeah. be very, very yeah. interesting. Hyper local. Yeah. A lot more road yeah. trips. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where that's kind of where we're at. What we're doing, so like we, uh, so we we love our Austin brewers. Yeah, so and that's like, what we're so, trying yeah, to do. So we don't feel oh, like cool. they get enough love. Yeah, yeah. And, well, yeah. and I think I, I I appreciate you guys doing that because obviously we're we're one of them who's been doing a a long time, and there's yeah. some guys out there who are doing a really good job. And then I I will, as I always, take the opportunity to say when I'm I'm having folks willingly or not listen to me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is uh, is that there's some guys that are not making such great beer, and and some of yeah. them even in Austin, are, and and they really, you know, it's hard to call people out. You know, you, you can't, you don't want to do it to their face. It's, no. it's, you know, you feel you'd feel bad, but then there's other times when I feel like, man, you just gotta up your game. I mean, right? And, yeah. And and we're we're all in this business, you know, to to be in this business, and I I you know, my, I've spent my whole life in this business, 
I'll say, you know, don't fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we try, you know, obviously to, to put out a quality product every single time. Yeah. And if, if it's not up to our, you know, standard, it ain't going out. I mean, it just, there's just yeah, that's no way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, you know, I, I, I worry that, uh, sometimes some of the new guys who are getting into the business, you know, uh, either, either don't know that they're not making really great beer or know they are, but you know, Oh, and it's, I, I understand it, but don't, uh, well, gosh, we got this much tied up in this first batch of beer right. and it didn't come out exactly like we like, but we're got to put it out anyway. Cause we need right, to make some money. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that ain't, that ain't okay. In my estimation, no, that ain't okay. Yeah. You know, you well, shouldn't, you know, keep your test batches, keep brewing your test batches at home mm-hmm. until you got it down. Don't, right, don't right. go commercial until you're ready. We no, mentioned, yeah. we mentioned on, it was one of the episodes previous that, uh, like a lot of the, the brewers that have really started coming out, like, especially in doing Austin, IPAs, it's like doing, doing IPAs. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's easy just to throw yeah. a whole bunch of hops, hops in there, in there and, and cover up, mass, cover up any mistakes yeah. that you made. Also, there's a quick turnaround with the brewing as well. Right, exactly. But, yeah. but also, yeah, it's no. like, yeah, the, uh, it's like just being able to, I think in 2010, like 2009, 2010, that, that area oh, yeah. was where a lot of the brewers started I, popping yeah, up. IPAs, like yeah. Everybody's, I feel like there was a lot of home brewers that kind of took over and started doing, uh, started like, well, you know what? Got laid off my last job. Let's go ahead and just start Let's doing, do brew- yeah. Let's turn my hobby into a brewery. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and I think there's something to that. And some guys, you know, who are homebrewers make great beer now. Right. And make yeah, great beer, but they make great yeah. beer homebrew too. That's the thing. Yeah. Some, you know, some I, of the best started with, you know, with their homebrew kits in their yeah. dorm room or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you know, Don, Don Thompson was a homebrewer. You know, I, I don't consider myself a, a, a true, I didn't do enough homebrewing to really consider myself a professional homebrewer, if you right. will. Uh, but you look at, you know, you know, the guys from Sierra Nevada, they started off as homebrewers mm-hmm. and were really serious about it. And obviously did a good job, you know, and I think that's still the case today. You got a lot of folks who are uh, homebrewers that, um, uh, you know, can move into the business and have moved into the business and are doing a great job. And yeah. then you have others that, that should have stayed at home. <laughs> should, have, <laughs> should have worked on their recipes a little bit more. Before. Yeah. yeah. But, but I appreciate you guys for sure promoting the, the, the Austin craft scene because. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, they, we love it. I mean, there is a ton out there and it's just, well, more people should be drinking. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and I, I agree with you. I mean, it's that hyper local thing. I mean, I think, you know, I and I and I I always say this too. It's like I love drinking Colorado beer. Yeah, yeah. In Colorado. Right. No, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've tried to branch out to even like Houston and, and Fort Worth, but I mean there's just so much in Austin to love that we just really want to focus on that. We hate even going up to Cedar Park. Oh man! <laughs> Although they do have Whitestone Brewery, they they do make a, a really good Kolsch. I, I'll well, you know that's what I was going to ask you guys. I saw on the website that you guys had talked with them and had their Kolsch, and mm-hmm. uh, the can's very pretty. It is, it yes, is. Uh, yeah. And although and we don't guys, know why I, it has I, a boat on it, <laughs> there's, there's no information on the can. I'm assuming it. So what's what was the name of it? It's um, White Converter or Converter Kolsch. Yeah, I can tell you what I know about boats. Yeah. Yep. That's it about is. it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. They, they, float. they float. That's it. Exactly. It's an expensive right. yeah. hole in the water that you throw money in. But yeah, yeah so no, I, uh, I've heard those guys are making really good beer. I got a chance to talk with them at the festival. Uh, but I have not had a chance yeah, to go yeah. up and visit, uh, uh, Yeah, they, they were there. That's right. The brewery. So that's that's a group I'd actually like to talk to about doing a collaboration with because 
If they're well, how, how did you guys perceive their Colts? What did you think of it? Fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I uh, I haven't a, yeah. I haven't had too many Colts. Uh, mm-hmm. Their Colts was it was amazing. It Joel, was Joel picked it was it, light and yeah. crisp and just like delicious. Joel picked it as his favorite beer. Yeah, that's that's what you're looking. You want that light, crisp, you know, and uh, uh, really clean finish. You know, yeah. very little hop ground and. Um, so that's cool. I'll have to definitely check that out because, uh, like I said, I, I think they'd be, and they've been well spoken of by other brewers that I've talked to. So yeah. we haven't tried I'm any of their other stuff, just the Kolsch, but it was amazing. Cool. So if it, if their other beers are are just as good, then I'd say we will probably head it back up there soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what it tells you and tells me is that you know they've got the fact that they're making a a Kolsch and yeah, making it yeah, well. Yeah. You can if you can brew a light beer that can't cover up any flaws just like yeah exactly because there's there's nothing to hide hide any flaws right. in it. that's right yeah. no place to hide that's right yeah and so i think no it means that probably everything they're doing they can do well now mm-hmm. whether it's something we you or i particularly you know stylistically care for that's a whole different deal right yeah but, but clearly if they're making a great clean kolsch they are mm-hmm. capable of probably brewing almost any beer well that mm-hmm. they want to brew that makes sense um, yeah and that's what i you know that's what i Say it's like, hey, you know, I, I understand you want to brew your purple orange chocolate sour stout, but <laughs> yeah. but bo- go 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 brew me a damn good pilsner, yeah, and then yeah, start with uh, brew something basic basic that's good. Yeah. So yeah, on that topic, you, you before yourself, something that 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 you can just throw something in to cover up any yeah any flaws. Right. Yeah. On that topic for flagship and everything. I know we've talked to a couple other breweries and they have the one that kind of gets the foot in the door and then they can try the weird ones like the smoke or like, you know, they're right. Yeah. Did Chip, did Chip, did Chip tell you his philosophy about smoke beers? Or oh, his, Chip, his uh, Chip totally avoided us. when we. Yeah. Were we said hi to him, but he ducked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, what? We, yeah. We were actually talking with Mike at the brewery. I think he handles their uh, public relations. Their social media. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's too bad. Chip's a, Chip's a, uh, he's a, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he waved. He saw we were set up and then ducked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he smiled came, as he ducked. He came out. He, came out he seemed door. like a good guy. He looked like he was about to do something, and then he just went, <laughs> went right back in the door that he came out of. Oh, so, that's funny. Like, uh, well, you know, he he probably was busy that day. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they were getting ready for their uh, their anniversary. Yeah, their 21st, yeah. yeah. So he he probably. Oh uh, well, that's busy. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were well, very they, uh, gracious it, to have us there. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice. Well, I asked because you know he's 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 got a thing for smoke beer. And, oh, yeah, um, we we tried, uh, but well, actually, they they just came out with a third smoked beer. I don't know if everybody else here knew that they're Hefeweizen. and they're making the Hefe Rausch, I believe, is what they're. Oh wow! Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, uh, interesting to say the least. I'm sure. Well, their Hef is awesome, and their smoked beer was awesome. So yeah, I would uh, try the yeah. combination. Though, though, I I would not say I'm a fan of the Grotsky. You weren't? No, oh, I really like the Grotsky. The uh, the Schwarzer Rausch. That was that was my that was favorite. Yeah, the the maltier of the two. Yes. Yeah. The well, darker. That, well, that smoke and malt matches up well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it paired perfectly. While the the Grzitzki had it was a light beer, so you got a lot of the smoke and and not much of the beer. You you did get the beer, but it just seemed kind of out of place oh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he told me when I asked him because one day my wife and our daughter were out there and they had it seemed like every beer except two was something smoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not a smoked beer fan. That's, you know, 
no big deal. I mean, they could be great. And I said, dude, what is up with all the smoked beers? And he goes, the words of wisdom from Chip, our owner. We're going to keep making smoked beers until everyone likes them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. So, I, I got a, I got a question for you though. So huh? why, why the Hellas? Why the red? Why the IPA? Yeah, that, what, that's what, actually yeah. a question that I had as well. Yeah. Why did you choose these beers to can? Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, it's a, that those are, those are all three very good questions. The thought, for me was let's you know do i i, I want to put our beers out there that first of all we're, we're very we're proud of all our beers mm-hmm. right how do we show ourselves uh as a, a, a brewery that stands out among other breweries uh and there will be a crowd um who when they try the hellas if they're you know the double ipa drinking crowd they're gonna go oh that ain't so great oh you know whatever you yeah. know, but, but it's gonna be the crowd who you know really wants a well-made pilsner or a well-made bullsh and knows that that's you know sort of the the mark of a brewery that can make really great beer of any kind and so i felt like it was important for us to put out the northern light you want to put out a beer that that everybody's going to enjoy or they might not necessarily enjoy all of them but they'll enjoy at least one of them right and well and, and it's also i mean of the beers I will drink of North by beers, mm-hmm. like on a regular basis, I, this is probably this and the porch time. Uh, and so the, the Northern light, uh, and then the, and I'll say after that, it would be the red Zeppelin. So we're, we're kind of seeing a trend here, um, <laughs> but we so we want to do something that's also, yeah, was accessible that people could drink. Right. And even those folks who are still coming into the craft world, you know, but that, that guy out there in, in Buda. You know, we want uh, and Buda's not that far out anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah no. No. It's spreading. Yeah. Austin is spreading. But if he gets hold of it and he tries it, he, he'll be like, "Damn, that's that's good beer. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't like that." Right. Um. And so, but also to to prove a point of, hey, this is great craft beer, and yet super accessible, super clean, super well made. And so, the Northern Light was literally one of the first beers we we it, it was. Of the first six beers we brewed for NX and W when we opened, it was one of them. And so we've been doing it for 18 years, and it's just sort of in this sleeper beer sitting there and sitting there. And it was, it was our biggest seller at the North Store for forever until Pale Ales came along. Right. And uh, over time, we saw this shift. And then, the, you know, now our, now our, our Pale Ales, if you total them all together, are easily our top sellers. Um, but the, the, so that was the answer on the, on the Northern Light, on the, uh, zombie dragon to sort of uh, well, to take it out of order. The zombie dragon was our anniversary beer for 2018. And our, so we'd been around, uh, excuse me, yeah, 2017. It was our 18th anniversary beer. Um, and it literally, the, the, the 14 barrels we made of it lasted three days. <laughs> it was like, Whoa, wow, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, our original plan was to come out with our Kodiak, which I love the Kodiak. It's a traditional American IPA, just big, round, smooth, malty, and bam with the hop. And but when the, the when the when the zombie dragon just just flew, it was like, huh? Okay, well let's brew another batch of this and see see what happens. And so we did. We put it out, and again, same thing, gone in less than a week. Hmm. And so I was like. I think we need to relook at you know what put out as our as our IPA. Right, um, it's it's a great and, name for for, for oh, like yeah. just uh, just looking at it. Well, it's like... that again came from Kevin. Uh, he uh, you know there's there's a lot of us who are our fans, in particular TV show that didn't come back until 2000. Okay, now. yeah, that's what I thought. It, right, that's yeah. what I thought it was referencing. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, 
<laughs> but that was that inspiration. It was actually, I think Kevin had just been watching uh, the the show. Yeah. Originally, I, I will, the, the whole story is, uh, so we didn't want to change our house use. We don't ever want to change our house use because mm-hmm. it's what we what we've been using. Right. Uh, but, but it does a thing for those not in the brewing world. Uh, it's it, the world is the word is flocculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that means yeast drops out when you start to, when you start to knock the beer down, when you start to chill it down after it's done fermenting, you want a yeast that we wanted a yeast always that, that just drops like crazy. So it right, clears. Right. I honestly love a brilliant beer. I love, I prefer not to filter beers, mm-hmm. but if I can get a beer to drop clear. I mean, I love looking through a glass. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that and, was and, one of the things that we loved about the converter Kolsch Whitestone. It, it's like, I don't think I've seen a beer that clear before. <laughs> I mean, not, I think not, we made the joke about if that was your urine, you, yeah, you'd be good. Yeah. You, you'd be well hydrated. And, and that, that was the other thing is if I had just seen that beer out in the wild, out at a bar, I would probably steer clear of it because it looks like, you know, it would just not taste good. It'd be like natural light or something. Or Miller Lite, even, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to talk about Whitestone <laughs> again on our North by oh, Northwest. No. <laughs> no, I'm all about it. Other good craft beers, all you want. Yeah, uh, okay. that is honestly my. If if I if I when I die, if anybody says anything about me, I hope it's that he was dedicated to craft beer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and well, I don't know if you're part of the craft pack, but I mean, and that's what that's their goal, right? To get more craft in Austin right. in the area. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, we are, and also the uh, we're uh, independent craft mm-hmm. uh, supporters. Oh yeah, yeah, you have it. You have the label on the, on can, the, can, on the can too. Can. Yeah. yeah, and Austin Brewers Guild also, right? Yeah, Tex- Texas Craft Brewers. Te- Texas yeah. Brewers Guild. Yeah, I got you. No, and I was on the board of the guild forever and ever and ever until a year ago, just in an, and a little bit, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was time for me to step off and let some other guys, because you know, there's a lot of new people uh, in the business, mm-hmm. a lot of smart people in the business right. and, and having a kid, I said, you know, I've got oh, right. Yeah. That takes I, up I, a I lot of time. Like, yeah. Being, yeah. A fa- being a father myself, I was all like, it's a kid. It's the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. So how, how old's the kid? Uh, she is six. She just turned six. So, yeah. uh, so you could probably give me some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, don't cave. You don't negotiate with terrorists. No. <laughs> That's what I usually say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the hard ass. All right. Well, I will keep that. I will keep that in <laughs> Because my wife says I've already caved. Well, yeah. if you have a daughter, yeah, yeah it's, it's that, hard not right, to. Yeah. It is. It is true. She my, is. Yeah, she's twenty. She's twenty-two months, uh, and it's like, if she said, "Dad, can I have cookie? Can I have a cookie?" Yes, of course you can. Yes, of course you can have a cookie. I'll have one with you. That way, don't feel That's a great idea. You have the best idea. And then mom walks in. It's like, nope. We should have cookies for yeah, breakfast no. all the time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that, so that Kevin, uh, the original, the original name of Zombie Dragon. Gonna get back on track. I got yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. on track. Was was actually going to be called Hazy Train. Really? But okay. I like it. I, I like yeah. Hazy Train. Yeah. Like, me, me personally, well, I like Hazy Train. <laughs> well, and Hazy Train though is as I'm glad we didn't because a couple of reasons. First of all, as I told you, our yeast flocculates like crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So it cleared up. And so we're a, we're an East Coast IPA. We don't say New England. Well, sometimes it gets interchanged, but it's right. really an East Coast IPA, which to me is the antithesis of a West Coast IPA, right? Right. Uh, right. which is all a hop front, mm-hmm. very little bitterness, big, big juice up front, big aromas, whereas your West Coasts are much more about the back end bitterness. Yeah, the bitter. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, that is definitely not what I'm looking for in a beer personally, but so. Right. Well, and, no. and I think, and that, 
to me, the hazy thing mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't want to say it's a gimmick, but it, it doesn't add anything to the flavor. It may add okay. a little bit of the mouthfeel. Right. Yeah. It, a more full mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so, it doesn't, it definitely does not add to the flavor. So right, it's not okay. really doing anything for it in, in, in my estimation, but, okay. but so, uh, and then as fate would have it, uh, in December of last year, my wife was, uh, we were in, uh, Sacramento, California. She was running the uh, CIM, the California National Marathon, and we're in a bar after the marathon. And I look up on their beer board, and there's a beer called Hazy Train. <laughs> and ah. next next to it is a little couple of letters that say TM. Oh, and somebody had yeah, I forget yeah. who it was. Somebody, yeah. And it was even a brewer I recognized, and so somebody they'd already trademarked it. So it was a good thing we didn't we didn't yeah. start off. Yeah. With, so zombie dragon's still good. Up, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Something different. So I'd rather and, drink uh, a zombie dragon than a hazy train. Probably. <laughs> Wait, I can't and remember. Did you already say it was Game of Thrones? Yes. Well, we okay, didn't yeah. mention the specifically. Name. We oh, didn't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you, Tony. Well, and it's and it's not the fact is there's no zombie dragon ever mentioned in Game no, of Thrones. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And, and they don't call it a zombie dragon. But right. they but should. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, I can't wait know. for the zombie dragon fight against the real dragon. Well, really? yeah, you know, you know that's coming for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not to digress about the show. My wife and I love the show too. Yeah, so. yeah. She was yeah. she was so mad when she found out the <laughs> well, 2019. My wife got mad too, and it's like that's not a real animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful. Uh oh, you guys go. We have spillage. No, 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 just he the mic. Bumped the mic. Just the mic. Oh, just the, okay. With okay. his beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm Angle now up. opening my, my uh, Red Zeppelin. I've moved on to. Wait, here we go. You were courteous enough to actually do it into the mic, like we. Yeah, were. we 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 were trying to hide it. <laughs> we're actually on our third. <laughs> we're actually on oh, the zombie gonna, dragon yeah, now. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we can talk zombie dragon while I enjoy my uh, Red Zeppelin. Uh, it was, uh, it was okay. fantastic. Yeah. 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 So the zombie dragon, and again, so the name again, Kevin actually, so Kevin came up with that name. Mm-hmm. I came up with the Red Zeppelin, and then I came up with with Northern Light a, a million years ago. But, um, but the zombie dragon, you know, so I've given you kind of the reason we we did the zombie dragon it just was so damn popular that we could hardly resist. We right, right, right. Um, and it's proven true. So we've hit the market. We're not even a month into the market and zombie dragons probably number one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and wow. it's, the other two are split. So if you said 50% of our sales are zombie dragon mm-hmm. and 25 and 25, basically on the Zep and the, and the Hellas. Now I think really the Hellas will pick up in the summer, obviously. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I think you'll also see, we, we sold a, a ton of the Zeppelin during the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's a little maltier, you know, a little, little, yeah. like, right, little, right, like right, a little yeah. cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and in Texas, we, we don't get a lot of cool weather, but, uh, <laughs> no. it's, uh, it's still, for me, it's light enough. You can drink it, you know, pretty much anytime oh, you I want. So, yeah. Curiously, like, do you know, I, I assume that most of the sales are coming from around the, the restaurants. It's like, are you starting to see um, more branched out or? Well, actually the, the biggest thing was, I just saw a report from our distributor today. Um, and some of it has to do with, so, um, Steve, who's our, sales guy he he's specifically focused on the stores around the store you know the stores around the restaurant right um and so the top selling heb of the the three beers uh and this was with not even any cold box space just literally a big cool display yeah that they did with some adirondack chairs and (laughs) some uh 
They had some. Well, they, that's they perfect got some, for for drinking beer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said, no, honestly, it was like I saw it and was going, man, should I go sit there and drink beer? <laughs> um, was, Just crack one um, in the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so they, um, uh, yeah, they put out astroturf and some Adirondack chairs. Oh, wow. And, uh, had a big screen TV up behind it. Well, there you go. Um, but so yeah, they are there. That that store down at uh, uh, Escarpment okay. uh, yeah. in the Circle C area, right around the, the corner from where we're canning at, oh, the, at the, okay. the South yeah. Kitchen, is the the hot top sales, which is interesting. I mean, because it's probably the, the 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 average age down there is probably I'm going to say late 40s, maybe even early 50s. Really, it's probably it's a, about right, man. Yeah, I mean for that area, because you know, Circle C is more of a because you got you got a, you got an older crowd that moved in there originally, and now you've got a lot of I shouldn't say younger, but I'd say the new crowd that's moving into Circle C is probably in their early thirties because most of them have kids. California money moving of, in. Yeah, dude. Well, and downtown's just crazy, stupid, expensive. <laughs> right. and, you know, um, the people that are moving so out of downtown out there, towards that area. Yeah, yeah. So I think that had a had an influence on it. So I I, I did be interested. You know, I, uh, it's always kind of fun to see it's always fun to see somebody pick up your beer and buy it, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's interesting to see who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds, and, like, uh, sounds like you did sit in those Adirondack trains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, people. <laughs> Just people watching. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that the, uh, the second biggest selling store, uh, HEB is the, uh, one at 51st, the Mueller store. Oh yeah. Uh, see, I was going to guess that was the first one. That's my favorite one to go to. Well, and, and that's, we live just nine blocks north in the old neighborhood, right up mm-hmm. from that store. Okay. Oh, and um, okay. Stephen Bacon, the guy who's the beer steward there, he and I go back to my Pecan Street Lager days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back to my first beer from 87. And so he's been very kind to us. He gave us some great shelf space uh, in the cold box, even. Mm-hmm. I, and it was, I, I, I told this story to our distributor uh, meeting yesterday. I went into the store on a, gosh, it was probably a Thursday. I mean, it was Wednesday evening after we had gotten into the stores on Monday. And went over to the shelf just to check it out because I, I wanted to buy a six pack of my own beer from the store. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can get it, I can get it for free for myself. But I wanted <laughs> to buy it at the store. Yeah. And mm. so uh, I went over and picked up uh, a six pack of the Northern Light and was looking at the shelf and the Zombie Dragon, a case and a half of each one. He'd given us a double high stack, mm-hmm. uh, two, two can front of each. But so it was a case and a half that you could get on the cold box of each right. one. The zombie was blown. Wow. Oh, wow. Gone. And the red was down to a, a half a case left, or so two six packs left, mm-hmm. and the uh, Hellas was down to three six packs left. Mm. And uh, so I went over to the where they had the dry stacks. They had a, a what originally had been a, I guess a fifteen case display of each, yeah. and they were all down to less than ten cases each. Wow. Um, and the Zombie Dragon was the furthest down, but it was one of the best experiences of my life. And it may be kind of <laughs> weird to say this, but but. So I, you know, I used to deliver my own beer. I mean, back in the Shiner days, you mm-hmm. know, when I was when I was brewing down there, you know, we'd right. haul it in. I'd put it on my. I had a long wheelbase Jeep that I delivered this stuff in. So <laughs> oh, I was shoving fifty cases into the back of my Jeep and would go around driving and selling. And yeah. eventually, after about a, a six months, I got a sales guy, and so I could do more sales. But, um, but, but, I did all my own stocking. I spent every Saturday and Sunday of my life during those years driving around to the stores in South Austin and North yeah. Austin restocking shelves because the stores don't do it they didn't back in the day they didn't wow. do it at all oh yeah, yeah. no yeah. I, yeah I i think i can remember uh seeing somebody in the store that didn't actually work there stocking yeah yeah and, that's, and you'll still day. see it today i mean the bud guys <laughs> miller guys tour guys they're all in there yep. yeah yeah 
So you know, it's been a long time stuff. since I was doing that. And to be able to take those cases of beer over to the cold shelf and restock it in front, of all the beers, pull the stuff from the back to the front, mm-hmm. turn the cans, get right. the labels going. It was like, it was like hitting a freaking candy store. And I was like, <laughs> what, how the hell is this so much fun for me? You know, it's like, <laughs> this is actual work. Well, yeah. Um, but, and you know, cause when, when I used to do it, it was, it was, you know, and it's hard. Oh yeah. Being, you know, the guys in the distribution business, they work hard. Yeah. You know, you know, doing that all day long, every day is, is, is not easy work, but, but for me, it was just a blast to be able to do it again. And I really felt like it's like, yeah, I'm back in the beer business, even though I've never <laughs> been out of it. But yeah. it's just that, that I guess having my beer on the shelf, that people can actually get a hold of, whereas opposed to being in the brewery and restaurant business mm-hmm. where it's a restaurant and a brewery, this is purely a, a sort of more of a brewery, if you would say a brewery move, of uh, going right. into the cans and the stores. And so it's, uh, it's been extremely uh, gratifying for me in that regard, for sure. But yeah, it, it, it definitely also shows once again that you you're not only having fun, but you do take pride in. Oh yeah, literally yeah, the whole and that, thing. It's all like, that's, yeah, that's like, awesome. Uh, somebody who tra- takes pride in their work, I touched on it earlier. It's like they're going to do the best work, and it but, shows in your product. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Cool. exactly. Well, thanks. thanks. Yeah. Well, and the guys, the guys who work with me, you know, I can't take credit for doing the brewing anymore because I, but it's that's a that's a whole other interesting thing that, uh-huh. that happens in, in life as you as you grow a business that you start you moving move, upward yeah exactly <laughs> further away from what you, you used to do yeah yeah so. and, and and you know and it's uh i mean i really when we were uh, in, doing the install on the canning line and mm-hmm. uh when we f- first started doing the canning runs i was there we were in hayden my brewer down at the south store where yeah. we we're canning i mean he worked there was a period where he was he was 48 hours with no sleep um wow. just to get things you know we had yeah, to get everything up yeah and finished and done and uh and then i so i stayed down there with them one night i think i got home at four in the morning and was back down there at seven wow and, uh, okay took a nap and it, <laughs> but but yeah uh but hayden hayden hadn't left he, you know because yeah. you know he had to he had to get stuff ready and, yeah um, I, I can understand but, wanting to get every yeah get everything done everything so perfect, well, you, yeah. you know you're on a you know you've got a you've got a deadline with your yeah. distributor yeah and so you've got the beers ready but you know you've got a canning line that does you know, it's a piece of machinery and it doesn't want to cooperate yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, get the guys with the, we use the Cody Canyon line. I'll give a shout out to them. They, they do great, great machinery. They're out mm-hmm. of golden Colorado. And it's a, uh, another thing that we decided to do because, uh, it's a little more expensive than, mm-hmm. than the other canning lines that most people use, but it, uh, counter pressure fills. So you've got, you know, it's filling it with CO2, the, the can literally, it's kind of cool. You'll see the candles get like sucked up to the filler. Oh yeah. And okay. it, yeah, the, the, so that it's, it's, Filling it completely with CO2 first. Oh. And then it displaces the CO2 with beer while it's still connected to the filler. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah. That's, that's nice. You know, most most canning, it's basically that the can comes down and it, and it displaces uh, the the CO2, gets shot into the can, and then it travels a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it gets goes to the filler. Well, so you've got an opportunity for that CO2 to escape and a lot more right, oxygen right. connection to the beer, and you don't want that. No, you, did, you uh, definitely don't. And so so we've, we've, been, we've been real happy with the results, but... But, you know, as with any piece of machinery, it takes some tweaking. And so yeah. we, that's why you know, a lot of the long hours were involved with that. But, um, but yeah, I, it was, uh, that was, it was nice to get my hands, if you will, dirty again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, even though I, I also didn't trust anybody else to drive the damn forklift. Uh, <laughs> but it's so much fun to <laughs> drive a forklift. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun, but it's also, it's like, I didn't want to, if, if anybody was going to stick a fork through a case yeah, of beer, I wanted to yeah, be Yeah, you don't want that, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, or or do something. I mean, I'd call Lee, uh, we were, 
I was setting up, we got a couple of 60 barrel fermenters and we were pulling one up with the forklift. It was laying on its side. Mm-hmm. We tied a big strap through the, 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 the port on the top of the right. tank yeah. with a block. And then we were using the forks that done crazy shit. Don't ever try this at home. Kids. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't think that's OSHA. Don't try this at home. Not OSHA approved. <laughs> so we, so we've got it. I'm lifting it up. It's on its side and I'm cranking it up, pulling yeah. those forks up, pulling those forks up. And I'm watching that strap and it's like, Ooh, that strap looks like it's getting a little <laughs> And finally get it up. And it had been, you know, it was laying on its side. So it yeah. has to come all the way through a 45 degree angle all mm-hmm. the way up to vertical, right? Yeah. Just as it gets vertical and it's hanging about four inches off the ground. Ooh. Snap, clang, Crap. bang. Yeah, yeah. The, snap, the thing snaps. The Crap. fork on the lift flies off. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's the... Don't repeat the story to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't dream it. It's the oh, she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, she's, no, she's a marathoner. She's asleep right now. She's okay, running. The yeah. uh, but so it's the cage on top of the freaking forklift. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's really, yeah. That came really close uh, to like, yeah. Yes. Dude, Not brewing really ever again. This conversation tonight. Um, <laughs> But it was, it was like one of those things where you go, well, that was just fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah after, after the fact, it's... it's yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just learned a very valuable lesson here. We shouldn't have done yes. that. Right. Kids but home, it's already done, so... Right. Use the proper equipment for the proper yes. job. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, and I was, I, was, I was winging it and shouldn't have, but, uh, but it, got, it did get the tank stood up. And, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, so you said it worked. <laughs> That's it what I heard. <laughs> I do not recommend. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah. but yeah, that's but it is. I mean, all that. It's really I, I, I enjoy that part. Not not the almost killing myself, but yeah. I enjoy the, the part of of just doing working, the, just doing the doing the work. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, exactly. And some of it's that you're just. It's a part. Even driving the forklift is a part of the process. Yeah. You know, and so just being part of the process mm-hmm. and being closer to it is so much nicer to come down from the you know, the, the, if you want to say the, the manager's tower, the owner's tower mm-hmm, and, right. and to be able to, to be hands-on is so much more fun than mm-hmm. what I do on a regular daily basis. And that's, you know, if I could, if I had it to do all over again, I'd somehow have to figure out a way to, to stick closer to the, to the brewing end of it. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, so that's for another lifetime. Well, mm-hmm. once, once again, from this side, from this side of the business of being the, uh, the drinker, if you will, <laughs> uh, it, it shows so much more that you actually like take pride in doing that. And yeah, so it exactly. shows cool. that you, well, you really, really do enjoy what you're doing, Davis. Well, we I appreciate, really appreciate that. it. That's, yeah. I, I, I do, and, and and hope to continue enjoying it. So no more forklift. You know, <laughs> yeah, shenanigans. I'll drive it, but I won't be doing any more of those kinds. Of things. Yeah, that any crazy short tank lifting with straps. Yeah, that yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for three beers in. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This, this is, is the podcast. Three Beers In is a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Thanks for sticking around. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn, and on the hoppedupnetwork.com. If you like what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Three Bears In Podcast and check out our website, Three Bears In Podcast.com. Three, the number three beers in podcast.com. You can find information about us and the show along with the links to all of our episodes and our really cool merchandise. While you're on our site, you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you don't like us, 
Then why the hell are you still here? You should have turned us off long ago. But if you're just going to listen to us anyway, then you should probably subscribe too. And if you'd like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. And now we're recording. This is The Voice. I'm here interrupting one of your favorite podcasts to tell you all about mine. If you're a fan of craft beer, independent music, pop culture, and laughing at inappropriate things, then you should check out Drunken Lullabies, brought to you by Distilled Brewery. New episodes are available on draft every Sunday, so you can spend the Sabbath getting tipsy along with us. We try beers, play songs, and laugh our asses off. So go on, indulge yourself, and become a part of Drunkomaniac Nation. And if craft beer and music aren't your thing, you can listen to Drunk at the Movies every Wednesday, brought to you by Iron Spike Brewing Company. Listen to me and my friends provide our own alcohol-fueled commentary tracks to some of our favorite movies, unedited and uncensored. You don't have to be drunk to enjoy these movies, but it doesn't hurt. Until next time, this is The Voice saying, may your music be loud, and may your beers be cold. Ourselves in the same old way.